what you want, when you want it, where you want it. This is The Mesh. Welcome back to My Dad Watches The Bachelor. I'm Meredith, and I'm here with my co-host, my dad. Hey, good morning, Meredith. How are you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing pretty good, but I'm a little frustrated at at the Bachelor, the Bachelorette uh, show last night, and that it just seems like we're not making a lot of progress. It just seems like they're not getting a lot done in these shows. Yeah, it has been pretty slow. It's taken us like two weeks to get through one week of the Bachelorette, but I was happy that the the episode last night wasn't as emotional and heavy this week as it was last week. Okay, I I guess, I guess, but there, there still seemed to be plenty of drama to go around. Oh, yes, I'm sure we're going to get dive deep into that. So should we start with our highs? Sure, let's start with some highs. Okay, I quite enjoyed the group date this week. Thought it was much better than last week's group date. We're going from some like emotional interrogation last week to a fun game of truth or dare which if you listen to the podcast last season or for Tasha's season or watch Tasha's season, this was basically a total copycat of a truth or dare group date that they did for Tasha. So we've seen this before, but it's still entertaining. And, and, and I, I enjoyed it as well. And it just seemed like the guys really just seemed to be having a good time. And at least during the group date, they seemed to actually enjoy one another as well as Katie and, Tasha and Caitlin, and they all just seemed to be getting along well and, and having a fun day. Just It seemed like fun, and although I hate to admit it, I sort of enjoyed watching them try to eat ridiculous amounts of food. You know, I, I, I wouldn't want to do it, but if you're going to go on the show and make people do silly things, eh, I thought that was fine. Make them eat uh, Twinkies and chocolate cake and, and fettuccine Alfredo, which I know is one of your favorites. Yeah, I anytime there's like a food date challenge dare I always get nervous because I'm used to watching like Survivor and the challenge where they make you eat like bull testicles or something and so it's like what are these guys gonna have to eat and then Mike P pulls off the lid and it's just a pile of Twinkies and it's like oh yeah I could get behind this yeah the, the, the Twinkies looked a lot more manageable than the Alfredo and the chocolate cake to me I don't think any of it looked very manageable especially if you're, could, if you're asking I I all of it I could put away some Twinkies. And to me, the question was, does one of the two guys have to eat it all or can they work together? Well, for the Twinkies with Mike, it looks like he was trying to eat all of them. But then I saw two guys eating chocolate cake at one point. So I don't I don't know. I think it's more manageable with two. But like that was probably 20, 25 Twinkies. I don't know if someone can put that away without puking. Well, you're you're pretty skinny, so you know you you just have to have the right appetite and the right the right attitude. Okay, well, you know I can pack away some Krispy Kreme donuts. Oh well, that's I'm very proud of you for that. I I did enjoy the eating part of the the dare challenge, but I think my favorite was the waxing part. I, I, I had that I had that as a low light. <laughs> I enjoyed watching. Trey get his butt waxed, but I think I enjoyed more Christian doing the waxing. And right before he pulls it off, he's like, rippy dippy doo, and then rips it off. 
And I think it's important that men know the pain that women go through to make themselves hairless. You know, this is probably an area that we don't need to get into other than to say that I thought that that was a low light. I thought, you know, waxing one's ass is just not necessary for this process. And it just made me uncomfortable. So I, I had male waxing as a low light. Okay. Well, that makes sense because you're kind of hairy. So it would probably be painful for you to get waxed. <laughs> um. I, I also, you know, love getting some Greg screen time. Um, we, we got some Greg during this date. Apparently, he's pretty bad at talking dirty, which I think is kind of cute. He didn't think that Katie could hear him talking dirty about the 50 states. And it was just, it was sad. Yeah, I, I, I think we need a new category for you just called Greg Lights, um, <laughs> where, where you can where you can talk about the wonderful things that Greg does each week, each week. Uh, but I, I I had a hard time following where he was going there with his trip through the states. I mean, I, I know he was making some risque comments about uh, everything's bigger in Texas and uh, who knows. But uh, it was it was just it was just pretty strange. It was a little strange. He, I don't think he came off in the best light during this date. You know, not good at talking dirty. Seemed kind of like a baby with the habanero peppers and holding a pitcher of milk and looking like he was just very unwell. He, he didn't, he didn't come across very manly. But, but uh, later during the show, when he's talking with Katie, Katie does say that she's falling for him. So, uh, yeah, he, he, he certainly seems to be in good position. I, I did that, put that as a high. It was a cute moment. Katie said she was starting to fall for Greg. We had some nice background music. It was very, it's supposed to make you feel good. Um, I did note that Greg did not say it back to her, but in his interview right afterwards, he said that he knew she could feel it on his end too. So... I, I, they, they seem to have a pretty strong connection. So unfortunately for you, Greg might not be on the market. Well, we'll see. There's a lot of show left to go, Dad. This is true. This my, is true. My other high, I think Andrew S. really sh- like shined this week. I enjoyed Andrew S. a lot. You know, he did a lot better talking dirty and he used a British accent during it, which I thought just amped it up even more. And he decided to bring Katie some payback from the date and brought her uh, more food that she had to eat during the cocktail party. It looked like a six or seven year old tried to put together a charcuterie board, it had some tacos, some like lunchable meat and gummies on it. It didn't look super ad- appetizing, but he just seemed like a-, a total sweetheart throughout the episode. And didn't he didn't he give a shout out to Taco Bell? You know, I, I thought that they were getting a little uh, product placement uh, work going on there. Yeah, I don't know if they were Taco Bell tacos, but yes, he did say that he knew Katie liked Taco Bell or something like that. Yeah, I, I thought he did great this week, and and he just seems like a, a fun person that you'd like to hang out with. So I thought he had a I thought he had a great week. Mm-hmm. I have more to talk about with Andrew later in the podcast, but I. I agree. I think Andrew S. really came out of his shell this week. And my last high, um, Blake Moynes is back 
from Tasha's season, which that's not my high. Not thrilled about it. Whatever. Um, but I did enjoy Katie at the end of the episode going to his hotel room at God knows what hour in the morning telling him that he can join the house and join her season. And, you know, he answers the door in his underwear because he was asleep and then puts on a sweatshirt still in his underwear, comes outside, talks to Katie. She leaves and he's locked out of his hotel room in his underwear. And I just thought that was pretty amusing. He's locked out of his hotel room with a camera crew and a lot of people around. So I suspect he was not locked out for long. But yes, uh, uh, yeah, that that was that was a fun one. And uh, and you know, my my memory of Blake, I guess from the previous season, was him playing naked dodgeball or something. That I you know he seems to to be the person that ends up without any clothes often on this show. Oh yeah. That does ring a bell. He, he stayed naked for longer than necessary. Didn't he? I think he like walked home naked (laughs) and like walked into the house naked and people are like saying, dude, what's, what's, you know, it's, uh, I don't know. I don't know. He, he seems like an amusing character who, uh, We'll we'll bring some more drama to the show when he shows up in the house as someone that didn't start there. And Katie seems really into him. So and and, and said that they had some sort of uh, DM thing going on. Uh, so so apparently there's been some communication. I don't know if that qualifies as a relationship uh, between them before he showed up, but mm-hmm. they had they talked. Have, apparently they, they he, had something. Yeah, he par- he DM'd her. Um, saying that he really enjoyed her on Matt's season, like her character and personality, um, but they had never met each other because Katie said it was nice to finally meet you for the first time. So, But I could tell just like she seemed very giggly and smiley around him. She's definitely into him. Well, I just thought it was good that they had some sort of connection before he just shows up. I, I always just wonder... You know, if, if I was on this show two years ago, can I call up and say, hey, uh, I really like that girl. Can, will you get me on on the set? And, uh, you know, at least he had made some effort to communicate with her beforehand. And, and it, it seems a little bit more normal, which is unusual for this show. Yeah. So I I, I see Blake going far. It does look like in the next, like, Next week on The Bachelor, it looks like Blake gets a one-on-one, so I'm sure he's going to have a very big target on his back from all of the men. Agreed. So my only other highlight, you know, a controversial take, is I give I will give Thomas some credit for going to Katie and pleading his case, at least. It was a little bit of a Hail Mary. I love the fact that he said he had been demonstratized or something like that or, or demonstrous. I, I don't understand. I think he made up a new word about <laughs> him being turned into a monster or something, uh, which I, which I chuckled about. And uh, I thought it was uh, sort of his Hail Mary. And I put Hail Mary, M-A-R-R-Y. See what I did there? So a Hail Mary. Uh, and he made the effort uh ultimately, I thought that she was right to send him home. 
he looks he's way too tall for Katie too. You know, he's like a, he looks like some sort of monster next to her. You know, he's not been demonstrized as, as far as I'm concerned. He still looks like a monster, but I give him credit for making the effort. Yeah, that height difference is definitely something I noticed too. He looks more like a, a dad to a, a young child than he does to a, like a relationship there. It, Katie comes up to like his belly button. Um, I I have mixed feelings about the Thomas situation. I really don't think that what he's done is that bad. And the men of the house are just going nuts. And I know I'm going to get into it more, but this kind of takes me into my first low, which was Katie giving Trey the group date rose. Trey, you know, had this conversation with the guys during the cocktail party of the group date being like, I'm going to tell Katie about Thomas, tell Katie Thomas said he came here and thought maybe he could be the bachelor. And Andrew S is like, dude, don't do that. This isn't our business. It'll be fine. Like just spend your time with her. And Trey goes in and tells Katie anyways. And I think that Katie giving Trey the rose is encouraging the men to basically like unionize and choose who they want to go home. And I don't think it's a good precedent to set. Well, I, I agree with you. And, and I, I've got more to say about that as we, as we talk through various areas as well. And I agree with you and, you know, and I put down as a low light, just the whole guy conspiracy theories and all the guy cattiness uh, Thomas, just they're ranting and raving about Thomas of, uh, that he thought about wanting to be the bachelor. And, and it's just hard to believe that most of the people that come on the show that the thought doesn't cross their mind at some point in time that I could be the future bachelor or the future bachelorette. Uh, and I guess, I guess the line you can't cross is verbalizing that, which, which Thomas did. Yeah, I guess he's just not as smart as the other guys because I'm sure they're all thinking it. They're just not stupid enough to say it. Yeah, I mean, you know, he might be a bigger meathead than some of them, although there's still a few meatheads out there. You know, and the, then the whole, you know, they're all screaming not here for the right reason, which, you know, they're, all, all they're arguing just feels so disingenuous and that they're they're really focused on he's taking up a space that should be my space, so... If he doesn't get a rose, that increases my chances of getting a rose. So, um, you know, that, uh, that, that was tiring uh, to hear them continually rant and rave about Thomas. Yeah. And if Katie encourages it and rewards it by giving out roses to these guys, it's not going to stop anytime soon. Yeah. Well, I, I you know, I, I'm... I'm more pro-union in general, but uh, I, I understand you're concerned about uh, creating unions on this show, at least those sort of unions. My Another low for me was the way that Katie sent Thomas home. She It was the final rose of the night, and she said Thomas's name, and all the men are in shock, and he walks up to Katie, and Katie like takes a big step back from him and then just kind of rails into him like, you're really unkind. You've been a liar. And she's saying this in front of all of the men and basically and told him your bachelor audition is over. Get out. This podcast is sponsored by Jackson Creative, 
a custom communication agency located in downtown Hickory, North Carolina, specializing in online content creation. To learn more, visit thejacksoncreative.com. Jackson Creative, we tell your story. And it just felt really rude and uncalled for because I don't think that Thomas has been an asshole through this. I think he's been a bit misunderstood, put his foot in his mouth, but I think he's tried to handle it in the best way that he can when all of the guys are ganging up, ganging up on him. And I think that Katie just kind of did it to put on a show and try and impress the other men. And it just, it wasn't a good look. It was very unKatie like That's not a good way for anyone to handle their business. And um, I, I think that's a, a good, a good uh, pickup on your point. Yeah. I'm, I'm with you on that one. And then my final low is losing two of my top four picks. I had to say goodbye to my Boston babe, Christian, and David. Whoever the heck David is, he's in my top four. Couldn't pick him out of a crowd, but now he's gone. So I, I've got to count on Justin and Connor B. the cat boy to pull me through here. Well, and, and Christian really never did much to distinguish himself. So He had a great accent. Did he? I, I didn't really notice it. I was very, very Boston. He was very attractive. And I'm usually not into blondes, so that's how you know that he's really attractive. Okay. Well, I, he I, he didn't he didn't really impress me. And it, to me, he was in the background the whole time. So I didn't really I, I didn't really see much reason to keep him. He didn't really do anything to, to get sent home. But I just don't think he did that much. Oh, so. well, I at least knew his name. I didn't know a lot of the guys' names that did get roses. Yeah, I'm, I'm still having that issue as well. So <laughs> so the, the only other low light I had, other than the, the waxing situation, was that you know, as the guys were talking about Thomas, they kept coming back to, it's our job to protect Katie. And as a independent woman that you are, to me, that, that just felt unnecessary and inappropriate. And does Katie really need protecting? She seems like a pretty bright person to me. Uh, again, I, I thought that they were doing it more to protect their own situations than to protect Katie. So I, I, it sort of rubbed me the wrong way that they kept saying that they were going, they were doing these things just to protect Katie. I completely agree, and this, this takes me into my right reason, which I'm giving to Andrew S., simply because he seems to be the only person in the house that is trusting Katie and knows that she can make these decisions for herself and figure out if someone isn't there for her. You know, he's arguing with the guys and defending himself for not telling Katie about Thomas, but he knows that Katie's an independent woman and doesn't need protecting, like, He's, he's smart enough not to waste his precious time with Katie talking about another guy. And I think that makes him one of the smartest guys on the season so far. Well, and, and I actually, for the right reason, also had Andrew. I don't, you know, I call him Andrew the football player. And more just because he seems like a nice, authentic guy. And he's, as you said, he's focusing on his relationship and building his relationship with Katie. And he doesn't want to get into the whole Thomas mess. Katie's smart. Let her figure it out. He said, it's not our business to tell someone else about how to have a relationship. You know, seems, seems like pretty good advice to me. So I, I also put right reason, Andrew. So uh, 
you know, keep up the good work. And I love the fact that he, you know, when they were arguing and, and I guess Trey comes back in and says, he's had this conversation uh, with Katie and, and, and he looks at him and says, you kill the whole vibe. Buzz Killington. I love that. Buzz Killington. I want to find ways to work that into, into my conversations as well. Andrew's a funny guy and, and he's smart. I, I think Andrew could go far and we, we love a man here that respects independent women and their ability to make decisions for themselves. We, we don't need protecting. So I agree. This, this takes me into the wrong reason as well, which I have put as the unionization of the men. Cause I, I didn't, I didn't want to pick an individual person because I feel like everyone's going to say, oh, it's Thomas. But I don't think Thomas really did anything wrong. He's just a very normal person that vocalized his normal thoughts, which you just shouldn't do on the show. So I have issues with the men basically forming this mob mentality that, like, once we have someone that we don't like, we as a group can all talk to Katie about it and she's going to send him home. And they were also just kind of assholes to Thomas in general after he went and talked to Katie and he came back and he's like, sorry, I took your time. Like, I just, I needed to talk to her, which is fair. Like, everyone's thrown him under the bus. He needs to get a chance to defend himself. And some of the guys are like, well, I think we need Katie's side because we don't really know what your word is worth anymore. Like, you might not have even had a conversation with Katie. And it's like, it just seems so petty and unnecessary. Like, why is he going to lie about that? And I think the whole situation with Thomas has just been blown way out of proportion. A majority of these men came on the season for a platform and had the bachelor in the back of their mind, whether or not they're willing to admit it. And I think that the fact that some of the guys are being all holier than thou, oh, I would never, it just makes them seem fake to me. So I think the union needs to be disbanded. Okay, you're the union buster. Uh, I I put down for wrong reason uh, along the same vein, but I, I did pick an individual. I picked Trey because I thought he was the instigator of, of destroying this whole fun group date, which was actually fun. Everybody's having a good time. Uh, and then he goes to Katie and talks about how manipulative the Thomas is and says, I care about you. I'm just trying to protect you. Thanks a lot. Katie's now devastated and uh, the rest of the date goes to hell. So I put that down as a wrong reason. And then I had another wrong reason. I, I put down Tasha because I really thought that she was being a sellout on the whole Blake thing. When she comes in and, and, and is selling Blake to, uh, to Katie, I thought she was way over the top. And you and I, uh, enjoyed Tasha and her season so much and she seemed so genuine and authentic and interesting and uh, she's she's just destroying that image that I have of her in this new role in that she she's just being a total shill here and Chris Harrison was a much better shill with all his warts and whatnot um, so I, I I said wrong reason Tasha you're you're, you're, you're overselling here. Come on. You need to go back to being the Tasha that uh, we, we love and respect. Well, maybe she's not overselling. I mean, we saw how much Katie actually seemed into Blake. And 
Blake seems like an all right guy. And maybe Tasha's catching on to the fact that Katie doesn't really like these super hot meatheads. And Blake's like a short boy that's like not super hot, but like has a good sense of humor. Like that seems like she's like a an attainably attractive guy for this show, like a Greg. Oh, actually, I can't even put them on the same level. That disgusts me. Greg is way better than Blake. But I, I, I think Tasha was excited about it. I am curious about, like, who Katie thought she was going to meet from Tasha's season. Like, I would have been wanting, like, a Ben or an Ivan. Personally, I wouldn't be very happy with Blake there. But I don't have an idea. I didn't like the way that uh, Tasha said, oh, I, I know so much about this person. He's so great. And I, I, I just don't get the sense that she knows him that well as the way she was uh, pumping him up there. Maybe, maybe, maybe he and Zach are good friends from the season and she knows and, him better through that. And I, and I still have a complaint that I think perhaps you've brought up as well is that, that the whole having two guest hosts or, or hostesses, uh, Tasha and Caitlin just seems rather unnecessary and they, it just seems a bit awkward. Yeah. I think it was fine for the, the dare date to have both of them. there. It's like a fun girl group thing, but it seems unnecessary during rose ceremonies the most to me. I, I, I wonder if we'll have two as we go forward. I, I think that, uh, that, that, they might find some ways to do some cost cutting there for future shows. Well, it seems like it's going to get worse for Paradise with our rotating star-studded guests or hosts. It just sounds terrible to me, but whatever. So my MVP um, is going to Justin's facial expressions. I noticed it last week as well, but didn't say anything. And they it really blew up this past week. And they're hilarious. I think I'm just really loving his eyebrows and his eyeballs. They're very large. Um, So I posted a video of his facial expressions on our Instagram at my dad watches the bachelor. Highly recommend going to give it a watch um, because his eyebrows are just unmatched and he's really bad at hiding his facial expressions when guys say dumb stuff and I, I relate to that because I'm also not great at hiding my facial expressions, but it was just really the comedic relief that I needed this week. That's good. I, I will say that it, it looked to me like uh, Blake had worked on his eyebrows and, and grooming uh, when he showed up. He he seemed a little too makeup-y to me. I don't know. Uh, so not not when she woke him up in the middle of the night, uh, but, but uh, when she came out to meet him in the courtyard there. But But anyway... For whatever reason, I notice his eyebrows, which is probably not a good thing because I don't like generally notice guys' eyebrows. I did not notice Blake's eyebrows. I do notice now that he, you probably haven't seen this movie, Madagascar. It's an animated movie, but Blake looks a lot like the lion from that movie if anyone, you know, wants to go look it up. But you, you got to pay attention to Justin's eyebrows next week and his facial expressions because they're just unmatched. I'll I'll try to figure out which one Justin is. I guess I'll just know by the eyebrows. <laughs> yeah, you should. He's also in my top four, so you should already know him. Okay. Well, I'm, you've got you've got two you've got two of them left. I think that I have three left for now. Um, for now, 
I was hoping that I had Andrew, the football player, but I think I have a different Andrew, and I'm not exactly sure which he is. So I'm going to have to go back and check, but I think he's still in. So Yes, you do. So I, a little bit of fatherly advice, if, if I may. You may. Um, and, and this is a little bit of a theory leading into some fatherly advice, because here's my theory. When you take away these guys' phones and, and I guess you're not allowed to watch TV and they're just sitting around stewing all day, I think this turns into perhaps this toxic masculinity you have spoken of in the past and this mob mentality of, you know, we, we don't have anything to do, so let's just sit around and gripe about Thomas and work ourselves into a frenzy. So I can't believe I'm saying this. But it's like, you better give these boys some entertainment uh, to keep their minds occupied, which struck me as it's a good thing to read books. Are they allowed to bring books onto this show and, and, and read or something like that? I want to say no. You can't even bring a book onto this show? That's, this, this, this is sounding sort of like torture at some point in well, time. Well, that's how they get the drama. They don't want, you know, Trey to be really? off in a corner reading Pride and Prejudice so that he can't get all riled up enough to tell Katie about Thomas. Well, my, my fatherly advice to our listeners out there, it's okay to read books. Uh, unfortunately, if, if these contestants can't, I worry about them to keep their, their brains functioning a little bit. It looks like they just give them a set of weights to play with and, and hot tubs. And other than that, I don't know what they get to do. This doesn't sound like a healthy situation. So listeners go out there, do a little bit of reading. It's good for you. Um, I, you touched on it before. Don't reward bad behavior. You know, the fact that Katie gave Trey this rose after he uh, went on his, his Thomas snitching campaign, don't do that. You're just rewarding bad behavior. You're going to get more of it. So let's be careful about that out there. Exactly. That's but, like giving a puppy a treat after it pees on your bed. Exactly. Don't give the puppy a treat after it pees on your bed. Last thing. Don't so don't show up so late to the party. This is for Blake. You know the the party's been going on for a few weeks. You're showing up late now. Blake has Blake cannot control all this, so we're not going to say this is really a Blake issue. This is more fatherly advice. You know, if you're going to go to the event, it's okay to show up five or ten minutes early, but don't show up two hours after the party started. Not cool. Not polite. No, don't do that. Let's let's try to be a little bit more prompt and, and on time there. So that's that's my fatherly advice. Well, to be fair to Blake, I have heard. Um, so last see, last week when Nick Vial was co-hosting the sob story date, um, he said on his podcast that while he was there for the date, Katie already knew Blake was there. So we did have some like editing flip-flops going on so katie knew blake was there during last week's episode so we don't really know how long how late blake was to the party it might have just been fashionably late not you know ridiculously late okay well well that's all well and good but just for our listeners you know let's 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 be nice to our hosts out there and not 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 be too late yeah is that one also fatherly advice for mom that's for everyone. <laughs> okay. Well, I think that's all we've got for this week. So join us next time to hear more about Katie's season from the right perspective and my dad's. 
You've been listening to The Mesh, an online media network of shows and programs ranging from business to arts, sports to entertainment, music to community. All programs are available on the website as well as through iTunes and YouTube. Check us out online at themesh.tv. Discover other network shows and give us feedback on what you just heard.